Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Well, hey, howdy, hey, it's the boys back again with another podcast for your ear holes. It's me, Dylan, with my mate Lonnie. How you going? I'm good, Dylan. How you doing? Yeah, great, mate. Great. Why don't you tell everyone what the podcast is normally about, mate? Dylan, this podcast is about you and me going on a journey, life, pop culture, everything in between, covering it all, Ooh. everything, ever. Aren't we? Including, Aren't we just? Including every movie, it seems. <laughs> Seemingly, why don't you tell everyone what homework I gave you this week? You asked me to watch the 2002 film, The Master of Disguise. Comedy family film, Master of Disguise. Starring Dana Carvey, directed by Perry Andelin Blake. Right. Let's be honest, widely regarded as one of the worst films of all time. Mm. And for those who don't know, it's about a guy who becomes a master of disguise, right? Yeah. And probably the most famous scene in it, I would say, is where he dresses up as a turtle man who just, you know, acts like a freak to try and get into a gentleman's club called the Turtle Club. With the joke being, you know, it's just a name. It has nothing to do with turtles. We'll link the scene in the show notes. Do you remember that scene, don't you, Lonnie? Do we have to link that scene? (laughs) We do, we do. Yeah, we will. I found You'll it to do be your the, most, job. the most off-putting scene I've ever watched in a, in a <laughs> film. Ever. It's up there. It is. It's It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. But um, I, I saw this bit of trivia on IMDb that caught my attention regarding that scene, Lonnie. Hmm. Have you heard anything else about this scene? Before? No. If, if you'd asked me what I knew about this film going in, it would have been everything you just said, basically. And I remember one guy, like primary school, I think, would just like say turtle, turtle after it was like a little throwaway line every now and then. And I never really understood. Big, I, I kind of assumed Big it was in primary big. school. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's about it. Anyway, there's a bit of IMDb trivia regarding that scene, Lonnie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it out for you, okay? Mm-hmm. For years... There has been a rumour that the scene at the Turtle Club happened to be filming on September 11th, 2001. Actually, you know, I think I've heard that before. Is, is this Ring true? bells. Is this true? Ring bells. Well, let me continue. When word of the terrorist attacks reached the set, the cast and crew observed a moment of silence of Dana Carvey already in the Turtle costume. That's the rumour. Yeah. This is not entirely correct. Mm. What actually happened was that the film didn't even begin production until September 24th, 2001. The Turtle Club scene was the first thing they shot in the film. Okay. Everyone felt weird to make such a silly movie after such a terrible tragedy, understandably so. (laughs) So right before they filmed, director Perry Blake gave a heartfelt speech to the cast and crew 
And there was a moment of silence. And yes, Dana Carvey was still in the turtle costume. And then basically right after that moment of silence, Blake called action and they filmed the movie. Isn't that interesting, Lonnie? It is interesting. It's, 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 I guess it's one of those things, isn't it, that happened? One of those things. One of those things. But yeah, bad movie. Um, you wonder how, after pitching that, that it got the green light to go ahead. Which got me thinking about some of the most interesting stories behind pitches in movie and TV out there. And that's our topic for today, no. Lonnie. Some you, of the most fascinating pitches in media. What? what? What's your issue? I watched the whole film. Yeah, you I'm, did. Good on you. I've got copious amounts of notes here on my phone ready to That's go. That's good. Yeah, you'll need that for the future, I'm sure, at some point. It's good water cool talk. Well. <laughs> well. He's done it. <laughs> He's done the first done. bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> it had to happen, right? It had to happen. <laughs> okay, how many times did you watch this, though? You told me three. Oh, I lied. I didn't watch it. Come off it. <laughs> did, you, did you watch it or not? No. Why would I? <laughs> I watched it when I was a kid. Okay. I remember that. Right. I remember well, it's, liking it then. If that's, that's no, my I know. No, okay. I'm aware. Well, we're not here to talk about that, are we? We need to talk about the most fascinating pictures in media. And I'm here to take you on that journey, Wonnie. I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> what do you want to say? What do you want to say about Master of Disguise? Go on. <laughs> Just quickly. I've got a question okay. for you. Okay. Do you think the filmmakers were proud of this? Absolutely not. No way. Why would you why would you even question that they were had an inch of pride when making this movie? I mean, they made it though, didn't they? They spent the time. They they did it after nine eleven. They really they were trying to make the nation laugh after a tragedy. Sure. And nothing yeah. works in the film, pretty much. Yeah. It's subjective, isn't it? Nah, bad movie. I think, um, well, Dana Carvey was already trying to get out of Hollywood at that point, pretty much. Hmm. He basically only did this movie, so he did a kid's movie for his kids to watch, which, bad decision. Yeah, I mean, it's a paycheck, isn't it, at a certain point? Exactly. I think that's how everyone felt, to be honest. Hmm. Also, um, James Rowland's in this movie, eh? Yeah. Do you think Josh Rowland ever gives him shit about it? <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> Do you think he ever acts like pistachio disguise in like a mocking tone <laughs> to James Rowland at like Christmas lunch after they've had a few beers? I would if I was him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's get on with the real show then. That's what you wanted to get off your chest? You had copious amount of notes, mate. Well, most of them were just saying how bad it was. I <laughs> one, one joke was funny. One, were, I wouldn't say funny. There are some attempts at humour and some of them are like something, right? There's one with a big bad guy. Whenever he's doing an evil laugh, he farts. Which, like, they commit to it. And it's not funny in and of itself. What's funny is how they hold the scene just for like... Mm. An awkward length of time, something. I mean, it's, yeah, better than not doing that, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's there's the running joke in the film about how um, the most beautiful women have have big big bums, and then they've got this um, you know, 
the most very, a very attractive woman as as the comes in as love interest, and they keep making fun of her for having a tiny butt. It's kind of funny because in every other context she'd be you know seen as attractive or because she is attractive you know, yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I just had a list of things like that I brought into your life, which are good cultural events, and I was just wondering how you might sort of what's your list. What's your list? Well, things I just, you brought to me. You know, just like huh? in in the context of the podcast, I've made you watch Louis Theroux. Um, bad. Some, no, objectively not bad. College two episodes of TV. That was a good episode. It was wasn't fine. It? We saw some good it TV. Fine. It was okay. Mystery Sorry, Diners. Anyone? See this. This is a bad list right now. This is just why Dylan took revenge. That's no. what this should be named. Come on. Okay, take anyway, it away. You had a good time. You loved it. Did you like the um the scene where he dressed up as the Indian? No. <laughs> you would not do that today. <laughs> no. It was just straight up racist and blackface, wasn't it? Mm. Not on. Anyway, get amongst the Master of Disguise, everyone. It's on Netflix. Give it a watch. Why not, right? You're pissed. You're Wh- seething. I can wh- see why? it. Why? Why what? Why get amongst it? Yeah, why get it? Well, actually, I didn't mind closing off a cultural blind spot, to be honest. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And don't you think it falls into those, one of those, you know, it's so bad it's good movies, like The Room? No? At least it's short. It is very short. Obscenely so. There's mm. like 15 minutes of credits. Yeah. Let's get going. Well, they must have just been struggling to make the bloody run time, mate. Because mm. mm-hmm. there's like only like 65 minutes of actual film. Yeah, something like that. There's like four minutes of opening credits, isn't there, with the little flip book as well? Yeah, it goes for a long time. It, it really feels like it was, I don't know, there's got to be some deeper story about how this film got made, right? <laughs> About the 2002 family comedy Master of Disguise starring Dana Carvey. I'm sure there is. I'm mm. sure there is. At mm. some point we'll find out, right? Maybe. You can't keep those lips sealed forever, those turtle lips, right? Off-putting. <laughs> Disturbing. So that's the worst scene in the film, you reckon? Yeah, straight up. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it's good to know where you land on turtle men. Hmm. Anyway, let's get on with the actual show, right? Okay. So, have you heard the story about when Breaking Bad was pitched, Lonnie? I've heard of it being surmised as, or summarised as, Mr. Chips meets Scarface, or turns into Scarface, is that right? Yeah, correct. Did you know who Mr. Chips was? (laughs) Yeah, I've seen Mr. Chips. I've seen one of the versions of Mr. Chips, yeah. The 60s musical version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good on you. What's it about? What's it like? Um, he's just like a school teacher. He's like beloved by his kids. And I think if if memory serves, he gets a wife, which is that's great. Um Sure. But also like his whole thing is he wants to be principal and he keeps getting like knocked back, I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, okay. And eventually he becomes prime but he's like, you know, just a good teacher. Right. So just a nice wholesome teacher, is that the, the gist of it? Pretty much. Memory, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. 
that's BF basically how this starts. Walt starts as a nice chemistry teacher, pretty wholesome family man. Yeah. It turns uh well he breaks bad, doesn't he? He sure does. That's another thing, nobody knew what breaking bad was as well. Like yeah, it's not really breaks. a term, is it? No. I mean Vince Gilligan says it's something he grew up in, he grew up with, but like mm. I've never heard that before. I've never heard anyone say they've heard about it. Anyway, I mean, it makes just... makes sense. You get used to it. You get the idea. Oh, yeah, once you know what it means, for sure. Mm. But, mm. yeah, it's just not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying about it, I think. I think he made it up. If I recall about Breaking Bad as well is that Vince, he pitched in a lot of places, and a lot of them were like, yeah, this would be a great movie. Let's make a movie. And he was like, no, it's it's a TV show. It's you know, got to be set. It's got a lot of got a content here. Yeah, okay. I uh, I hadn't heard that. I I looked it up and apparently well, he did a few pitches to TV networks as mm. well. And one of them he went to was TNT. Oh, yeah. I think it's I think same by Warner Brothers or Time Warner. Yeah, one of the minor sort of players in the in the cable space, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apparently when he went there, he said it was the best pitch of his life. Because mm. the executives they were like really into it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they're amazing listeners. They're on the edge of their seats, and they kept asking, like, "Oh, what's going to happen next? You know, oh, what happens after that? <laughs> you know, they're like really fucking into it, mm. um, and they're just having their mind blown about stuff in the story. And then, pretty much at the end, they were like, "That sounds amazing. We can't buy it though. We'd be fired. It's about cooking meth." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at least they're honest with him straight up, right? Yeah, and like, it's one of those things. It works because, like, we know it works because we've seen it, and it's a terrific show, and it's the execution more than it is the content to a certain degree. Well, I did see. Yeah, I saw a comment online. It was basically like, to be fair, you know, a chemistry teacher cooking meth with cancer doesn't sound like a real banger off the bat. No, and and Brian Cranston, you know, was known for his comedy more back then as an actor. Rest the cast. Yeah. No, I'm not sure if he was attached at that point, but like going into it from the get go, you're like, oh, I'm not sure about this. But then having watched the episodes, you're like, oh, okay, well, I get it now. Yeah. No, fair enough. Hmm. Well, they, to be fair, they did ask if it would be possible to change Walter into being a counterfeiter instead. Do you hmm. reckon that could have worked at all or no? Instead of being a, a teacher? No, a meth cook. <laughs> So a counterfeiter instead of cooking meth. Yeah. No, I I, I kinda of feel like that's, meth. that's the lead into the into the cartel story and the, the underbelly of crime. Mm. You don't quite get that in the same context. And Jesse was Jesse in that you know, it doesn't work for me personally. But I guess it could have worked in the right I mean, hands. Maybe. No. You love meth, Lonnie. You can't get enough of it. I like the right? the blue style that that Walter cooks up in the television show, Breaking Bad. Hello. Hello. No, good on you. They did also go to HBO, though, mm. um, which you would have thought would have been a shoe in Yeah. You know, violent character drama involving a drug empire. They'd be eating it up, shouldn't they? It could be like, yeah, like a Sopranos for the, you know, not set in well, New York. Age. Yeah, not in Jersey. Yeah. Well, apparently Vince said that was the worst meeting of his life. They had absolutely yeah. no interest, no interest at all. And Maybe. when he was done, they just said, mm, thanks for coming in. 
Maybe they had enough of, of crime for a while. I mean, I guess mm. they were looking for that Game of Thrones, that sweet, sweet Game of Thrones to mm. come their way and change their mm. lives, right? Yeah. That's fine. AMC bought it eventually and it became the greatest TV show ever made. So, all's well that ends well. Mm. Now, Bonnie, The Lion King. You've heard of this movie, right? I've heard of it. I've seen it. come across your it. radar. Yeah, it's yeah, come across, yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. That's good. That's good. Uh, we're kidding. One of the greats. Classic movie for the ages. Yeah, and it hit, hit us in the right bit, didn't it? Oh, mate. You're a 90s kid? Mm-hmm. You're obsessed with Lion King, aren't you? Nothing better. Mate, perfection. So how hard do you reckon it would have been to pitch this movie then? I mean, again, we know it works because we've seen it, but stepping back for a second... You know, Hamlet with the Pride of Lions. It's a bit crazy. <laughs> you think sure. about it. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, guess what? Turns out it wasn't that hard because mm. it only took three words, basically. What were those three words? Well, former head of development Charlie Fink did what was called an elevator pitch mm. to then Disney CEO Jeff Katzenberg. Mm-hmm. And Charlie, he defined the elevator pitch as... Jeff Katzenberg steps into your elevator. You have two floors, 20 seconds to pitch him your movie. Sure. And apparently that's how a lot of pitches were done in the 80s and 90s at Disney, apparently. So, his elevator pitch for The Lion King was Bambi in Africa. Okay. Why not, right? Well, that's something about Disney is they, they do, they have tried and will continue to do so, is to really reach global markets. And you know, for a long time there, they were like setting their stories in, in different areas of the world. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's also kind of like a shoe in like, hey, remember this really successful movie? Let's mm. do it again in a different setting. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Yeah. Why not? Well, maybe that's uh, maybe that's how Kevin Feige pitches every Marvel movie. Eh? Oh, got him. <laughs> Just control C, control V, and change a few things each time. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good, right? It works. Apparently. I think people are starting to turn, though. I'm seeing a lot of Marvel hate nowadays. I, I think you. you started it, Dylan, to be honest. <laughs> I'm proud of that, then. You're ahead of the pack. Well, they need to refresh up what they're doing, I think. I was saying this just the other day to Sine on my podcast. I... I like you in movies, is that... Oh, your podcast, not hers? Well, we share it. You own it? Well, it's mine as it, not yours, okay? But you can come on if you like, <laughs> whenever you feel like it. I've been on there before, so why not? Yeah, you had a good time. Um, though what I said there was, like, back in the day, you had two movies made by Marvel a year, and they could put all their efforts into making two really good ones. Or, you know, two at least pretty good ones. Mm-hmm. Then it went to three, then it went to, like, team-ups... Pretty regularly, you've got a huge cast. We're trying to to compete with everybody, getting the right screen time, and whatnot. Now they're doing like four films a year, plus what, like four or five TV shows of multiple hours length each. I think they may be stretching themselves a bit thin in terms of production, but also just like attention span for the for the audience. It just it's getting a bit too much, isn't it? Getting very, very much too much. And is it a coincidence that everyone's favourite Marvel characters are the ones from that first phase? 
because you could you you were on their journey, you knew them, it was easy to catch up if you missed a bit, mm-hmm. and they've been around sure. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Anyone new come along? People like loving. I don't think so. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't hear anyone talk about Mood Night anymore. That ca- that kind of came and went. Yeah, I mean, time will tell. We'll see, I guess. But hmm. anyway. This isn't the Marvel Hating podcast at the moment. Could turn into that one day. I'm I mean, fingers crossed. I'm at, at, a, at the slightest push, you talk about Marvel being shit. So. I do. I do. <laughs> it is. It's fucked. I hate it. Stupid Marvel. Nah, good on him. Anyway. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. While we're on Disney, let's okay. go to Aladdin next, Lonnie. Oh, yeah. Now, this pitch I'm going to talk about now, it's not in regards to actually getting the movie made. It's in regards to getting an actor to play a character. Okay. That being Robin Williams playing the genie. Mm-hmm. So I believe he initially did say no to it, or at least was hesitant to do it. Uh, but since the part, they specifically wrote it for him and created it for him as well. Yeah. The directors like really wanted to get him. So, and this is genius. They had animator Eric Goldberg create an animation reel of the genie doing all this wacky stuff set to one of Robin Williams' stand-up sets. That's good. Genius. You can't say that, can you? No, how could you? He absolutely loved it and mm. signed on immediately. For SAG pay, 70000 Yeah, gee, I wonder if that's anywhere, that, that um, little pitch document they made. I tried to find it. Mm. There's only like a clip of it where it's like a bit of him talking about schizophrenia and then the genie grows another head and talks to himself. <laughs> right. It's funny. Okay. But I really couldn't find anything else. Yeah. I wish they'd released the whole thing. Mm. Mm. Possible it might be on Aladdin Blu-ray or DVD or something maybe. maybe I don't know. Yeah. But no, great stuff. And Eric Goldberg said that one of the greatest moments of his life was having Robin Williams laugh his ass off at his animations, wow. which is fair. Yeah. Robin Williams, he's one of the good ones, wasn't he? And then they went over to... Didn't they screw over him in the deal after that? Yeah. Well, you know. What do you know about that? You want to talk about that for a bit? Uh, I'd have to go back and do a research, but I'm pretty sure um, he had certain conditions about signing on about how much he'd be part of the advertising and how much they'd be using his name to sell the movie. And I think he didn't want to make it the Robin Williams show. I think he wanted to make it... Like just to his part, that's why he signed on for the, you know, the award yeah. rate, and then of course they went against their word and 
didn't try to make it the Rob Williams show. And then they're like a big, big fight over the contracts and the money. And didn't they like buy him a Picasso or something to make up for it in the end? Yeah, once the new CEO came in, yeah, because um, he couldn't stand the old CEO that screwed him over, basically. Yeah, I think it was he didn't want to be used in more than twenty five percent of marketing, like posters and that. Yeah, um, and he didn't want himself to be involved in any like corporate stuff, like pictures for like McDonald's toys and that That's kind of stuff. It, which yeah, just yeah. <laughs> straight up. Yeah, I think that was Jeff Katzenberg as well, which uh, bit rude, right? Yeah, a fascinating person and a fascinating time in, in Disney history. So if you're into that. Definitely. But yeah, they brought in that Picasso and think that's what got him to do Aladdin 3, the direct-to-video sequel. Yeah, and then I think that was one of the, the cartoon TV shows too, maybe. Oh, did he? Okay. I'm not sure. I, don't know. Yeah. I remember that was the TV show, yeah. Yeah. But they had, um, I know they had Dan Castellaneta, do yeah. Genie in Return of Jafar. Which he's just doing Homer. It's very, <laughs> oh, really? it's very I've never, never watched it. Okay. Oh, it's it's obscenely sad. He's not even trying to hide it. It's, it's just Homer <laughs> going nuts. <laughs> Which in its way is entertaining enough. I but guess like, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Robin Williams. Hmm. No. Anyway, let's keep on animation as well, Lonnie. King of the Hill, mate. Oh yeah. One of my new favorite shows. I only started watching this year, but uh, I can confidently say. That Hank Hill might be one of the best characters in television history. Oh, okay. I've seen a bit. I haven't seen a great deal, but what I've seen, I've liked. Oh, mate, it's great. He's just a simple man. He loves his family, his home, and propane. Like, what more do you want out of a character? <laughs> he's doing all right, isn't he? Absolutely. He always tries to do the right thing, even if his bias does shine through at times. He, mm. he always comes through at the end of the day. He's a good bloke. He's the salt of the earth, right? Classic. Okay. Classic. That's good. Anyway, so Mike Judge created this. He created Beavis and Butthead. Um, I think Daria as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Daria spun yeah. out of that, yeah. Out of Beavis and Butthead, yeah. yeah. Which I've not watched much of Beavis and Butthead at all. Have you at all, Lonnie? Uh, not, no, not really, actually. Uh, remember when I was a kid, I was like, bit off putting. I found it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. I don't know, they're just, yeah, they're not pleasant to look at. No. They don't, they act like people I don't want to be around or interact yeah. with. Yeah. Daria's no good, though. There's no interest in it at all. No, she's worse, if anything. She's actually <laughs> really good. Great show. Don't know what you're worried no, about. I'm sure she's fine. I, she's rude and mean. <laughs> she's flawed. Defend like all of How us. How can you defend that? Like, <laughs> no, she's good. She's mean Speaking to the mean people, you know? I don't think that's true at all. I actually think she's mean to everyone. Granted, everyone may deserve it in that show, but she doesn't show bias. She's nice to Jane, there, her friend. He's also mean to everyone. But then they get a love triangle at a certain point, which is a bit rough. And I, he- I heard he didn't like that much. Hmm. Not a fan. Not a fan of love triangles. Do you like love triangles in anything? Sometimes. We talked about it a bit on the rivalries. Yes. Well, coming up next week, actually. <laughs> well, preview. <laughs> Accidental preview. <laughs> nah, good on this. Yeah, might, might stop drinking this beer now, I think, eh? No, no, you, you um, do you. 
Anyway, back to the King of the Hill pitch. Mm. Um, they basically did a similar thing to Aladdin. So mm. they did up an animatic and they had Hank Hill himself pitch the show to the CEO of Fox. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. It's, it is. It's amazing. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. I know it's part of a King of the Hill doco that's on there. Um, I'll have a look and see if I can find the actual clip on its own. Yeah. If I can, we'll link it in the show notes That'd as well. Uh, genius move. Though, especially for a show that would build itself upon Hank Hill being the main character mm. and focus, why not mm. have him pitch the show himself? That's good also because I'm not sure he as a character, from, from what I know, would potentially come across very well without seeing him and hearing him, yeah. you know? So that, yeah, that's a, a genius example. Mm. That's a fair point, yeah. Yeah, I suppose on his own it's just like normal Texas bloke. That's the pitch. Yeah. Normal, nice Texas man. <laughs> Doesn't make for a very interesting pitch, but, no. you know. Yeah, well. Anything works. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Right. Absolutely. All right. One more I got for you, Lonnie. Okay. Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Decent bunch of movies, I think. I, I just saw the trailer the other day for the Amazon TV show. And I wasn't sure about the, the pictures that were released like last year, but the trailer, I was like, you know what? Don't mind it. I'll give it a go. You tell me how it is, because I have no interest. Okay. <laughs> I'll watch one episode, at least. <laughs> okay, watch the pilot. Let me know how you go. All right. The movies, though. Mate, initially, mm-hmm. Mary Max was going to finance The Lord of the Rings. But they only wanted to do one movie for the three books. Madness, right? You just... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's unfathomable. You're fathomed. My, you can't my, believe it. My mind cannot comprehend, Dylan. Incredible. But Peter Jackson, he was basically like you, Lonnie. He was, he was sputtering. He couldn't believe it. He's like, there's no way I can make that work. <laughs> I need at least two movies. Do you think, do you think there's any way... Let alone two. Let's forget that for a second. Do you think there's any way they could have done it in one movie? Would it have been decent at all? I mean, you would have had to cut huge chunks. It would have been breakneck pace. Yeah. <laughs> there would have been no, like, just hanging in the Shire and having dinner and having a party no, for Bilbo. And... That whole that whole Shire yeah. sequence, that's gone. That's gone. You'd have one scene of them walking through, like, the forest in the in the... Uh, mountains, you're like you wouldn't have the anything of that. The they battles would go really short. No, they no, would have gone no straight mines. to the Balrog. Well, I think they would have gone straight to the Balrog. Yeah, I sure. Don't think you cut that because Sauron. I mean, um, Gandalf has to be killed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they wouldn't have had him fight the goblins and that giant troll or anything. No. That's gone easy. Man, that's, that's a great scene. Yeah, mate, great movie. That's my favorite. Fellowship of the Ring. Just saying. I think it's the best. Yeah. They're all great. Oh, man. No, you agree with me. That's all I need. That's all I need. So that, I don't know if but I anyway. told you this, Dylan, but I had number two on DVD as a kid. Mm. And for some reason, I think we had the first one, like a video or something, like it was in that transition period. Ew. And, <laughs> and then I think my brother got the third, like Return of the King on DVD. And for some reason, he took it when he left or something, like, you know, for whatever reason, for a long time, I just had number two on DVD at home. And so that's one I watched all the time. <laughs> um, and then 
luckily, one of the greatest stories of my whole entire life, Dylan, I went to visit Sine once and there was a garage sale around the corner. And so I thought, oh, I'll have a look there. Guess what they had, Dylan? Fellowship of the Ring and Return of the King only. No two tales. Exactly right. That's meant to be, isn't it? It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Destiny, some would say. And so now I've got all three. And actually when COVID first hit last year, well, two years ago now, it was like, you know, everyone's down the dumps and just at home. And so I watched them over like three nights. It was perfect. It was a classic balm for the soul. It's a, it's a good marathon to have, I reckon, those three. Have, have you watched the extended editions at all or no? I've watched the extended version of number one, but not the other two. Mm. Yeah, okay. Three needs it a bit more. I think that's got like nearly an hour extra footage. Yeah, okay. The King. Yeah. Two Towers, they didn't really need to add too much to that. Mm. Yeah, it's it's kind of stretching. But three adds like they you see um, Saruman get killed in that one. Yeah, which, which you don't really notice... <laughs> watching it because he's not in the film at yeah. all. Yeah, it's kind of kind of There's a, just no Christopher Lee necessary yeah. in some ways, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Oh well. No. Good stuff. But anyway, Mary Max basically said after that is they're like, well, go find someone else to you know make the movies then. So Peter Jackson went to New Line Cinema and showed Bob Shay, who's the founder of New Line Cinema, all their like mock-ups, the scripts. Mm. They did some previews and that showed him oh, that. Yeah just to sell him on this epic fantasy land. So after they're done, Bob's just staring at him. You can't read him. Don't know what he's thinking. And he just says to Peter Jackson, why would anyone in their right mind make two movies on this? And Peter and his team shit themselves because they didn't know what he meant by that. Mm. But what he meant was, this is stupid to make this two movies. This is obviously a trilogy. (laughs) Hey. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. That's pretty good. No, good stuff. Good stuff. Mm. Uh, you got any other pictures you can think of? Or if not, you can just cut this bit of asking me about them. <laughs> now, one that comes to mind um, is for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. From yeah. from what I recall, these the when they, they made a pilot for that, and yep. their pitch was just them taking that pilot and playing it for the executives. That's all they did. Right. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's like, it, it's a good move. And I think, again, that sort of show with the manic energy it has, it has to probably, it's benefits from being um, betrayed on screen. It's the risk though, isn't it? Making a pilot because Just, what if it's shit? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just putting all this effort into a pilot that isn't being funded or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, as, as we all know, in terms of creative um, output, your first go isn't generally the best that you've got. And so you, sure. you kind yeah. of are risking a lot to, like, hopefully it's good and not that bad. And you're like, you know, here's what we reckon, but we're going to refine it. Don't worry. So anyway, work for them. Yeah. And then they're still going strong. Yeah. Isn't like the, uh, like the longest running sitcom in, in history, I think. I think live action, you know, something like The Simpsons is longer, but it's a, Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty crazy, eh? So I think they're on like season sixteen. I'm pretty still sure. Like that, just crazy, and still Madness. going, going crazy. They got Danny DeVito, which saved that show. The show, it's much better after. I haven't seen a huge amount of it, but what I've watched, it's always good. You know, 
Oh, mate, get amongst it. You know what? That's my get amongst it. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus, mate. Watch it all. Yeah, Give I was it watching go. it back when I was on a different streaming service, and I think it left to go on to Disney Plus, and I guess I'll have to track it down there. Yeah, it was on, I think it was Amazon. Amazon, originally. I think, yeah. And then they took it away, and I was very sad. I didn't mm. know what happened. Mm. Um, and then they put it up on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, so good stuff. Yeah, they have taken off some episodes mm. from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, mostly ones that involve blackface for it, which I'm not too sure about because the blackface that is in them, it's saying it's wrong. Like it's not saying it's okay. Do you think they should be allowed on there or no? Well, it's the sort of thing I think if you were to keep it, you'd have to have some sort of content, not necessarily well, warning, but that. just some sort of explanation of, like, yeah. I think it'd be worthwhile having a little thing that just like what you just said. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. And and I've and they have that for the, they have that for the older Disney stuff. Yeah, exactly. Saying, like, it's product of its yeah. time, like the Dumbo and Fantasia and that. Yeah. I guess it's different when it's within recent memory, the, the time it's different. but that's, Yeah, that's... you can't use the excuse of this is acceptable at the time. Yeah, we didn't know better. Well, not acceptable at the time, but yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. um, I'm not going to like go out and die on a hill to protect blackface oh, and comedies. No. What I will say is that sort of show pushes boundaries and sometimes you push them too far. And fair enough, if, if, that, if they've, just, they've recognized that and taken it off. Well, they've said nowadays they wouldn't do it at all. They wouldn't even touch yeah, it. Sure. But they did say that it came from a place of like trying to know, land, as land I said. It. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They weren't glorifying it at all. Mm. Like the character who did it is made out to be an idiot and he's mm. <laughs> wrong for doing it. Mm. But yeah, I can see it. But anyway, I think that's us, Lonnie. Are we on the socials at all? Dylan, you better believe we are. Oh, Twitter. Sometimes. We're on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> more often. Yeah, that's where we're at mostly. Mainly. Yeah. Just get in touch with us there. We'd love to. We'd love getting in touch. You can you can slide into our DMs or you can comment on our posts and get in touch. Haven't heard from Jane in a while, have we? Our old our old fave Jane. <laughs> Calling out Jane. Oh no. No, I miss her. No, good on her. Good on her. She might be busy with life, you know. I mean I guess mean? we are sometimes, aren't we? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we've also got a huge back catalogue of episodes. Um, we mentioned a few of them in here, and we've got some coming up as well, which are going to be just as good. It's so huge now, Lonnie. I was looking up the name for a post the other day. When mm. you scroll so fast, it takes a minute to load. That's how much of a back catalogue we yeah, have. There you go. That's it. And I'm, I'm very much of the opinion of if you don't like an episode's title, look look at something else. We've got a huge number there. Yeah. Well, if you don't like the title of an episode, you press play on it, press mute, let it play the whole yeah, way through. Well. True. And then you do this thing where you like press this little star thing. I think it's like for reviews or something. <laughs> um, and you press the five stars. Yeah. And then that's how you let us know that you didn't like the title of that episode. Yeah. Sorry about that. But I tell yeah. you. Yeah, you mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, good stuff. Anyway, till next time. I miss you, miss. I miss you, miss. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.